and you know, when you put typically, you know, a, an average Joe Blow service member and an average Joe Blow civilian, nine times out of 10, my money's on that service member because he knows how to grit just a little bit yeah. harder than the other person. Because like you said, we've all been through some stuff, right? So I, I think that's super important. And, and for every veteran service member, active duty, regard, reservist, whoever is listening, just understand that you have a lot more tools in your toolbox than you give yourself credit for. Yeah, you have a, you have a sixth gear for yes. sure. Like I, cause I can say to myself like, damn it, this sucks. But you know what? It's not as shitty as Dahlonega. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's not shittier than Iraq. I can figure yeah. this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glasby. And this is the Military Cash Flow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glasby. And welcome to the Military Cash Flow. And today, we got Jimmy Vreeland, and he's going to be talking about his financial freedom journey and how he went through creating all of these strategies moving from west point to regiment to now owning and operating multiple businesses so jimmy go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself hey what's up guys my name's uh jimmy vreeland i'm from st louis missouri um i'm married i'm a father of four and i uh, run an education company called cash flow tactics and i'm a turnkey provider for rental houses in st louis Excellent. Excellent. Hey, so, so, so you went from the military, you went from, the, um, joined the military, you know, how did you get into real estate? Where did, where did, where did that even come from? I read Rich Dad Poor Dad in Afghanistan. Boom. The one book. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the purple and gold book. And yeah. I was like on my third deployment and, you know, I went to West Point and I was getting very tired of structure and taking orders. And I was like, Hmm, this looks interesting. I'll try that. A little bit more freedom, huh? Yeah. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. It's funny that you say that. So, I mean, you went to, you were at West Point, right? The, the revered military academy. Then you came out and you actually found yourself over in Ranger Regiment, another very elite unit. And at this point in time, you still were thinking that this was, you know, although you were meeting a lot of accomplishments in the military, you were still thinking you were looking for something else? Uh, dude, I was pretty tired by that third deployment. Yeah. I did. You know, I, uh, I, uh, I got into a lot of trouble at West Point. Like I, I walked a hundred hours. Like I, uh, I love the military. I love the army, but I was like, I I'm not going to make this a career. Nice. So at least you knew that pretty early on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I mean, what was, go ahead, go ahead. So what was the first deal? What was the first deal? What that looked like? How do we get into that? You know, we're, we're in the military, we're in regiment. You're like, Hey, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make this a career. Read the purple and gold book. So what's next? What happened next? So this is like 2006 and interest rates were like six and a half percent. And my mom and my brother's at med school at the time in St. Louis. And my mom was like, interest rates will never be this low again. Let's <laughs> buy real estate. So me, my mom, I would send, you guys know when you deploy, you don't pay taxes, right? Yeah. That's cash money. money. And so you're liquid. So I was just spending, sending all my money back to my mom and brother. And then we would buy rentals. 
And then my brother would find other med students to live in our rentals. Nice. And this was St. Louis? This was in St. Louis as well? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So you were on so the market that you were comfortable with. Yeah. Just, and then, you know, my brother, my brother's a smart dude. He's actually an army doctor. And he's like, well, I'll find attendance in med school. These guys will pay, overpay market. I was like, all right, hit it. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty interesting. So your first deal was a partnership deal. I'll be, it was your brother, right? Um, you partnered and you were yeah. not, obviously there's no, I don't know any military. Well, I am my mom. I am my mom. And like, this is an interesting story, but let's keep, keep going. No, I, I don't, I don't know any military, uh, any military posts there, but you, so you had some family members, you figured out a way to partner and you're investing long distance. So can, can you, uh, talk about that a little bit? Um, I was just like, I, that whole concept and rich dad, poor dad of cash flow. Like I did not my own personal labor, but my thinking and using leverage could put money in my pocket that like, that was like, um, discovering gravity. I was like, Oh my God. So I didn't really care. I was just like, try And I'm, my personality is like, I don't need a lot of info to move. So I was just like, just buy, buy, buy. Oh, they're horrible deals, by the way. <laughs> But I think ultimately you, you, you mentioned that you got in trouble a lot, you know, uh, during your time in, at West Point. But I think that kind of just alludes to the fact that you were always trying to find your own way. You were yeah. always, you know, maybe a little rebellious, but you knew rightfully so that some of your actions weren't necessarily wrong, but they were your own way. And as a real estate entrepreneur, you can now explore that a little bit more. Yeah, I read something from Dan Sullivan. He's a, kind of an entrepreneur coach. Uh, his mm -hmm. books are great, by the way. But like a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs are incredibly disciplined when they believe it's their idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that was like, for me, it was like, defend freedom, be a patriot, fight a war for my country. I was all over it. Right. But like be home early curfew, shine your shoes at West Point. I was like, eh, yeah. uh, you know, just give me the commission, man. I, yeah. I'll, go fight, I'll go fight your war. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's, that's crazy, man. So, um, so got into, got into your first deal, partnered with your, with your, uh, with your mom and your yeah. brother, um, made some, you know, made some mistakes. What's one of the big lessons you think you learned out of just those first couple of deals and how did that shift your mindset when you, once you actually executed that deal and had that once making a little bit of cash flow? So, yeah. So what Rich Dad Poor Dad's written at an eighth grade level, right? Mm -hmm. It's a 30,000 foot view and it's a great book. And that guy, I think has changed, uh, changed America and how people would view money. Right. Yeah, but that being said, um, you got to decide if you're going to be an active investor, which means you have a job, a low paying job in real estate, or you're going to be a passive slash leverage investor. So the, I get out. Right. And the first house I buy, uh, we we decided to do a full gut flip and I would just live in it. I would house half. Right. And like, I, even though like we flipped a hundred houses last year, I'm still not a good flipper. I'm not a good tactical X and O guy. And like, I didn't talk to my mother for six months over cam lights <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> so I, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of the people who listen to your podcast are probably still in, right? Mm -hmm. And they have yep. an active job, a high stressful active job. So they got to make a really, it's an important decision to say, am I going to do this actively or am I going to do this passively? And am I going to invest or am I going to work? Because they're separate things. And like the best frame I understand it from is Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant. Yes. Can you explain exactly. that a little bit for, for those who are unfamiliar with that? Sure. So read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, 
pause this podcast, read your step board ad, then come back to this podcast. Because you got to start there. Then listen to 10 more minutes of this podcast and pause that and go listen to cash flow, uh, the cash flow quadrant. So you got, this was, this paradigm blew my mind. So you got four quadrants. You got employee you for the E, you got S for small business, you got B for big business, and you got I for investor, right? And yes. so most people think when they buy a house and they're going to Home Depot and they're going to be hanging cabinets and, and um, uh, you know, laying tile, which I've done all of this so bad in such a horrible way, um, that you're in the I quadrant, right? Yeah. Well, when you're there, they think that, they think but they are, yeah, no, they're not, yeah. Where, where are they really at, Mike? E, they're sitting yes. saving, they could be small businesses, depending uh, on how you yeah. want to look at it, but they're working, they're E in my mind, yeah. I probably yeah. push and them out like the S, maybe you know, like because the, yeah. they're working for themselves for at least, themselves, yeah, but yeah. Maybe, but definitely on the left side, yeah. yeah. And so, it's just like you, if you accept that and you say, I'm a real estate worker and I got a low paying, <laughs> low, low paying part time job, and then you take that on and you know that you won't be disappointed. But if you think you're gonna make big bucks doing that by yourself, Lone Ranger style, you're gonna, I, I know you're gonna be disappointed because, so I got, I'll fast forward a little bit. I get out of the military, I get married, I move back home to St. Louis after I start talking to my mom again. And then I have a, you know, <laughs> 80 to 90 hour job in medical sales, right? And me and my wife, we had four kids in five years, so we're busy, right? And in the meantime, I'm trying to build a real estate portfolio. I'm hanging cabinets on the weekends. I'm grouting tile and I'm so bad at it. I'm the worst. And I'm just like, what is going on? I'm not getting rich. What's happening? Kiyosaki lied to me. Yeah. I think it's super important because I, I was literally having a conversation with another investor just last week and the same thing came up. I said, you have to first decide, do you want to be a real estate investor or do you want to invest in real estate? <clears throat> And that's just a more of a mind shift, a paradigm shift to say, yeah, am I going to continue to watch Flip and Flop or, you know, House Hacker or whatever and go in there and try to do all this work? Or am I going to find an investment vehicle to invest in and then trust a, a professional or an expert to do it? And that's the same concept because so and be, many people. And be willing to pay that professional. Yes. Because so once you say I'm going to do it passive, you can't be a cheap bastard. Yep. Yeah, I think that's, I think that takes time for a lot of people. It took time for myself to do the same thing. Cause I was pretty much my first deal. I kind of did the same thing. You know, it was hard for me to let go. You got to understand that, you know, you can delegate some of these tasks and even though they might not do a hundred percent of the job, the way that you might do, they might do a 90% job, but that's going to, that's going to be good enough. And it's going to buy you up time to the, to then where you can put your time to where it's best, you know, where it's best suited for your business. You're working on your business, not in your business. Sometimes I think that's necessary though, that piece that you that you said, hey, I laid tile, hey, I, you know, hung cabinets because, you know, sometimes those contractors, they'll try to rip you off and some, you know, you, you kind of got to know a little bit about what you're talking about. Yeah, so, um, yeah. but I, I love that you said that though. Yeah, but it's so it's like, because everybody's like, I mean, I agree, real estate <clears throat> sucks. It's so hard, it's so bad, right? It sucks, but it's just the best compared to all the other stuff out there. Yep. And then I, you know, I sell a lot of houses to new investors and they're like, they'll give me 30, like 45 days in, like, Jimmy, I don't have a high return. And I just, I just hang up and laugh. I was like, <laughs> I think that's the, I think that's one of the biggest issues is there's this common misconception that real estate is easy and that real estate is fast. It's I don't so know. Who, yeah. It's, it's not easy. 
It's simple, but it's not easy. And it's definitely not fast. This is a right. long time game that you accumulate over time. And in five, seven, 10 years, you're going to start to really get to, 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 to reap the rewards. But a lot of people are very impatient. I mean, that house I didn't talk to my mom about, I've owned it now for, and me and my mom still laugh about it, <laughs> but like, um, I've owned it, wait, 06, I got, so I've owned it now for 12 years, right? I got like 100K equity in it, like, mm. you know, once I, and then the crazy thing about my rental portfolio is once I stopped paying attention to it, it just started spitting out cash. Yep. That's the best part. Yeah. Once you stop focusing on it, let it just operate. It kind of did what it was supposed to do. And once I went back to work and worked my ass off and started getting better and better at different skill sets, it's just an added bonus. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. So, so yep, go ahead. So the financial freedom movements, right? We're talking about cash flow tactics. Can you talk about that a little bit? What's what is this cash flow tactic movement? We see it all the time. I see it on social media. I love I love what you guys are doing. Uh, can you? Yeah, can you, uh, I mean, tell Dan, us about I don't that? even work for money, dude. It's all about the Instagram likes for me. Ah, that. <laughs> and so, so you hear it here. You're gonna see his uh, his Instagram tag right below his picture right there. So Literally the whole video. That, yeah, make sure to go check that out. Just oh, I gotta have those hearts. The dopamine. The likes, I get my yeah. dopamine hits from that. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up in the morning. First thing you check, boom. Oh, I got some hearts. I'm ready to go. I, I, I'm trying to compete with some 12 year old girls, guys. Like I'm trying to get, <laughs> get my likes up to that level. Okay, you got a long way to go. <laughs> so, so yeah, so cash flow tactics. So, you know, I, I deployed, I had a phenomenal experience uh, in the military. I loved fighting for freedom. So then I get out and I go into military sales or medical sales, right? Then I met my two partners with cash flow tactics, uh, Ryan Lee and Brad Gibb. And Ryan, he was making, killing it in real estate. And then Brad is, uh, he's got like a, a master's level in accounting. And so he actually explained to me why all this stuff was working. And so I got to the point in my corporate job, I was like, this is not the freedom I fought for. And like, I was like, I'm going to go find the freedom I want. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, make sure you go leave a five-star review on the podcast and then also go check out militarycashflow.com to get access to all the products we have. We have a bunch of great stuff on the website to include um, access to the Facebook group, access to a military cash flow calculator so you can analyze your deals. We have uh, courses. We have all of our social media. We just have a bunch of stuff on there, so go check that out. And with that, Here's a word from our sponsors. The government has said, hey, if you do what I, we want you to for society, we won't bother you. So I was like, well, I got to find my way into that I quadrant as fast as possible because I do not want to be bothered. Yeah, I, I, I think we preached that on this channel so many times like, hey, man, it's so advantageous to, to have a company. Um, and there, there's just so many tax advantages with it. I mean, you hear about people like uh, like major corporations like Amazon, like Jeff Bezos and like um uh, other other major real estate grant cardones and things like that where they're not paying any tax at all they're making so much money they're not paying taxes because they live through their business they're able to write off so many expenses all their day-to-day -day activities for the most part that for the most part are they they are um, associated with business expenses so they're able to deduct that from their business income and typically they get it to a point where they're not paying anything in taxes so advantageous to create that business because you are ultimately creating a product for a, a product or a service for many other people you you might employ people you might you know you're just providing a great service to people and, and just like you said um, because you're providing something uh, for 
for America, essentially, um, the, the tax, the tax laws are pretty much written for you because of that. So, yeah. And so once I educated myself on, I just saw a clear path and it was like, uncle Sam was saying, Hey dude, just do this and I'll leave you alone. I was like, cool, bro. We're good. Yeah. So then I just started business and became an I, but then, you know, financial freedom to me, like it's not sitting on a beach, like, so many people get into real estate. Oh, I got my three rentals. I'm going to go to the Bahamas now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I've been thinking a lot about this with the Corona and things are going to start to get spicy, right? Yep. Very spicy. It's already getting spicy. Yeah. And it's like, all I hear financial freedom to me is like, I don't have to do anything that my higher self is not requiring me to do. I like that. I like that. Like there's yeah, a my- great a great book called principles by Ray Dalio. And there's a lot of great lines in there. You got it. Ray Dalio principles, excellent books, pretty large, but uh, it's an excellent book. Excellent. Read. But there is a line and there's two lines in there called it. There's a graphic called the hero's journey, which is awesome. But then there's also, he says something, if you don't look back in a year and think you're stupid, what you were doing a year ago, you're not growing fast enough. I love that. I love that. I've, I've, uh, I've come to the realization of something very similar where people get into real estate or any passive income trying to get rich quick because they think uh, what I like to coin as ambitiously lazy, right? They're gonna work really hard now to get their cash flow and then stop. But ultimately, like you mentioned, it's, it's you don't necessarily wanna do things that you don't have to do, but I, I feel like financial freedom also gives you an opportunity to find your purpose or to fulfill your purpose at a bigger level, which I think kind of uh, alludes a kind of like just a great segue into cash flow tactics and that education program that now you're starting to pass this information off. Yeah. And so I realized to be financially free, first I had to create a lot of value because dollars value value. So I had to bring a lot of cash in the door. I needed to stay liquid. I needed to protect my risk of ruin. So Mm -hmm. what I'm describing to you is the base of our financial pyramid. So I had to find a place for liquidity. Uh, There are specially designed life insurance policies where you can do that. Yep. Then I had to get my disability, all my medical, everything squared away. Then I had to get my hedge. And we do this with our buyers. They have to prove to us that their financial foundation's built. Mm. That they have a month's worth of cash sitting in their house. They have six months worth of reserves for every rental I'll sell them. And that, you know, we encourage food storage, and we encourage you got some gold and silver around. Oh my gosh. So this guy's talking about some like apocalypse, like make sure, make sure you're ready for, not really apocalypse, yeah. but make sure you're ready for anything. And yeah. I actually love that. I was literally just talking to my wife about, hey, it'd be great if we had some gold. We need to start buying some like actual gold, you know, some gold coins and, and silver coins and things not, like that to make sure we're ready. You know? Yeah, you're not buying that for an investment. And sure, with the government printing money, it's going to go up in value for sure but you're not buying it as a speculation. <clears throat> like for example, when they put St. Louis on shutdown with the Corona and veterans will love this story, but I have my month of cash in my house and I'm not going to touch it. Right? right. I don't think I'm going to use it, but I'm not touching it. So I went on a, like a Craigslist for arms and I traded silver for an AR See? last weekend. 
I was literally, I was literally just counting my ammo with my wife too. Like we were literally, we were literally talking about this. They're like, all right, I got a 2000 round five, five, six. I got a, we need some more nine mil though. Like, as, soon, as soon as things started going, you know, south, south sideways ish, I, I got my, I am legend gear on. I was, like, oh, I was like, it's game time. Yeah. That's awesome. So another, another one thing that I love that you talked about is that you, you're not you're not just out there selling to anybody, right? You're making sure that they have a solid foundation uh, before they even invest with you. And I don't think there's many people out there that is doing that. And it's, and it's I guess, uh, it will probably allow you to sell more, right? You could probably sell more if you didn't do that. But right. you're looking out for you're looking out for your buyers. You're making sure they can come back and that they're in a, a great financial situation to actually invest. Which uh, I really commend that. I really 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 do commend. That. I think that's awesome. All right. So like. And like my commander, he was trying to do the right thing. And so there was an Edwards Jones guy who used to be in the military. So he came and talked to us, right? Mm -hmm. And so invest your money. And I was dumb. All we were doing was partying. We would deploy and party, deploy and party, right? So I was like, I'll put some money away. And I gave it all this Edward Jones guy. And he was a well-meaning salesman. He was doing mm -hmm. his best, right? Problem is he didn't know what the hell he was doing. He was just selling what his managers were telling him to do, right? Yep. So Commission, right? Him, I get out of no wait, like the day Bear Stearns goes down. <laughs> like, oh, wow. And the guy's like, sorry. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah like, 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 we talk, we've been talking a lot about uh, like Robert Kiyosaki, right? In, in his book, his newest, I think it's his newest book, Fake. I read that book and he talks all about that, um, about fake fake teachers and he talks about some of those fake teachers being financial advisors who if you look at their income statement if you look at what their actual asset uh what they have in assets it's it's usually not they're just regular people that are making commissions off of selling you uh selling you securities right um and typically they don't own assets themselves that you know they're, they're just pretty much doing exactly like what you said so um that's interesting that you say that and um yeah, there's not much you can really do about it. It's like, oh, well, sorry. You guys got to be able to, to see, you know, only follow the people that have, have a proven track record in what it is that you are attempting to, to. And unfortunately, you have to learn it for yourself. You can't give some salesman your money for 30 years. Like, you got to think, you guys got kids? Yes. He does. But I mean, I can't imagine taking my four kids to a babysitter and be like, all right, bro, do your best. See you in 30 years. I know it's <laughs> I love that analogy. I love that analogy. I'm using that from now on. I've never I love that. That's good. 30 years. Like seriously, because you keep your you keep your stuff in retirement accounts for 30 years, bro. And you're like, well, I hope it grows. Yeah. Touch at it. I like that a lot. That's good. The, but the other problem too is there's no rapid feedback loop, right? Mm. Like let's say you do buy a rental and let's say it does suck. You get a rapid feedback loop that quarter, that month. And yep. you can go take your licks and get better. Mm. If you're just giving it to a financial guy, you only take your licks every eight to 12 years when the market crashes, you got to start over. Yep. So and you don't I, get any better yourself. You're right. And, and people kind of try to compare real estate investing to dividend investing in the stocks, but it's almost at the same aspect. I mean, that dividend is affected by the price point, right? Which is all volatile. Whereas a rental income, is affected by the lease itself, which is a, uh, a stated thing. So, I mean, it just, you look at it all different kinds of ways. I, it's just, yeah, I'm just excited. I can't even speak because you're hitting some, some really, really, really important stuff that many people just, just blank over. I, did, I, love the, I love this stuff, man. I love this country. Like, 
we are the wealthiest human beings on earth. Like for 300 years, people ate shit so we can live like this. So I yeah. highly intend to do my best. Yes. To at least honor the shit they ate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it, man. So I'm a cash buyer, right? Um, I'm in a good, I have a good financial uh, base. I come to you, I see uh, cash flow tactics. What can I, I want to buy a rental. Can you walk me through that process? What does that look like? What are you looking for? And, and what is that? Can you drive that conversation for me, please? Yeah. So you'll show up to cash flow tactics. You'll start with a five day challenge on Facebook where you're going to get, um, you're going to do your own personal income statement to see if you're even ready to buy a rental property. And so there are a few people will be like, Hey, you can come buy a rental. A few people we're going to say, Hey dude, you got to bring in some more cash, but let's get you and your family squared away. Let's get you one of these vaults set up and let's build the, let's start building the habits you're going to need to grow wealth. And first and foremost, that first habit is you guys read this book, richest man in Babylon. I'll grab it back there, but I'll probably knock something over. But yes, <laughs> yes. Dude, we, George Clayson, right? Or yeah, Clayson or something like that. Yeah, we won't let you in the mastermind. We won't do anything unless you're saving 10%. So that's step one. And so then we'll get you, and it's crazy. You're like, I was on a real estate podcast. Why is this guy talking about life insurance? This guy's just, and those life insurance guys, all they want, all they want is their commission. But, um, so there's like an, we have an 80, 80 video set explaining you the whole, the life insurance and the real estate are just tools to build your wealth. But there's some education that goes around why those work. So for, next you'll do the education series. And then if you want to join one of the masterminds where we're all doing this together, then you join the mastermind. So how often, so like we just talked about how people are very, very impatient, right? And people, yeah. you know, we want cash now. We want to be, we want to be rich tomorrow, right? I know, bro. How, I wanted my Ranger tab like day two. Yes. <laughs> Fuck mountain school. Ours. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, Wait, why do, I go, why do I go to mountain? Just give me my tab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, how often, how often do you keep people and retain people through that entire process? Because a lot of people are impatient. If I came up to you and, I, and I'm one of those regular people that are always thinking, hey, I want to get rich tomorrow. And you tell me, hey, no, we got to stop and we got to do your financial base. We got to go through an 80 video series. How many people are actually walking away once they, once they uh, hear that, hear your process? Uh, probably a lot. <laughs> but all the, wrong, all the right people who need to walk away are walking away. Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent agreed. It's crazy. To, it's that's always been uh, crazy to me that everybody wants to be wealthy. We understand what it takes to be wealthy, right? But nobody yeah. wants to actually put in the work and put in the effort and, and the time commitment that it takes. I mean, I, I just never really understood that. But All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, make sure you go leave a five-star review on the podcast and then also go check out militarycashflow.com to get access to all the products we have. We have a bunch of great stuff on the website to include um, access to the Facebook group, access to a military cash flow calculator so you can analyze your deals. We have uh, courses. We have all of our social media. We just have a bunch of stuff on there. So go check that out. And with that, here's a word from our sponsors. All right. So I made it through the, through the 88 series video or the 88 videos. I made it through the whole entire process. All right. We're, we're yeah. good to go from there. So what's the next step? Uh, the next step is you get pre-qualified with the bank. And then I just start showing you houses, sending you properties. All right. 
and then we then it's pretty much turnkey from there. You're you're already giving me the uh, everything with tenant in place um, management there. I assume um, I'm assuming all this is in the St. Louis area, so you're already yep. very very familiar with the market, and you're yep. good to go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what else are you guys doing? So what what's uh I guess what's next? What's next for for Reeling Capital and and cash flow tactics? Uh, we really want to get the whole found especially with this Corona shenanigans, we want to get that wealth building pyramid out, out everywhere. Yeah. Just cause like everybody in cash flow tactics, like we're worried about the older people in our family, but like nobody's lost anything. All of us are out of the market. All our cash is in life insurance policies. And like, I had to have a tough call with my owners this quarter. And I was just like, Hey, maybe they don't cash flow for a quarter. Who cares? You didn't lose any money. You know, Hang out with, I mean, with Corona, I'm having a great time with my four kids. Like we're, we're working, we're busy, but like they're coming in the office, we're having fun. Um, you know, you we're, I'm saying number one rule of investing, don't lose money. Yep, very true. And then yeah. if there is a dip, have your cash ready because Uncle Jimmy's going hunting. <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. Everything's, everything's uh, on sale at that point, right? And that's, and that's what we're in cash flow tactics. Like, cause people like get a house and they're geared up and like, Jimmy, what about this? What about this? What about this? I'm like, dude, it's a house. Who cares? Like the tenant does some really carnal things in your house. They're going to like, it's, it, it, it's not, it's, they live there. Like you just go back to your own hero's journey and keep getting better. Like this is boring. Like on a call today, like somebody was like, I look at my life insurance policy. I don't see it going up or down. And they were complaining. I was like, dude, you have the mental space now to go do whatever you want to do now instead of watching the stock market. Like, live, life. live life, find passion, right? Yeah, do, do what your higher self is calling you to do. Because hmm. that's what our casual tax is really our mission. It's like, you may have excuses of why you're not going to become the person you want to become. But if you hang out with us, it won't be because of money. I love it. Love it. So if you notice, uh, like what's been said over and over again, right, is your, your higher self. And um, just for those out there listening, just kind of key in or rewind this over and, and, and just kind of listen to how many times uh, Jimmy mentioned finding your higher self, talking about passion, talking about freedom. You know, all this is, that's what all this is about, right? This, this whole real estate thing, it's not about, um, it's not about, well, yes, it is about the money, but the money is really because it helps us. It gives us autonomy over our own life. It allows us to go and do and find passion and, and really do what we truly love. Um, what our higher self, you know, is calling, like, like Jimmy says. So, um, that's, that's one of the key things I think some people out there, uh, miss, you know, a lot of people are just thinking, oh man, I need dollars, I need dollars, I need dollars, but you forget that the dollars is just an end result to that, you know, that, that freedom, that passion that you know finding yourself type deal so yeah. i mean dude that's why we all join the military like when you're 18 you join it the military because that's the hardest thing you can do right there that's the biggest challenge you can put on yourself like yeah. why'd you go to selection mike this is hard it's thing to push myself yep yeah so it's like just because you give up you know your commission or you get out why would you ever stop doing that yeah I got you. I got, I got asked that question a couple of times. I, I always knew I was going to be a finance officer. Like, why the hell do you need to go to ranger school? It's like, uh, you know, trying to test myself, man. <laughs> why not? <laughs> you'll never, you'll never not know that you couldn't do it. Right. 
exactly. And there's so many people that are always ask you, well, why, why do this? Why quit your job and go start a real estate company full-time? Why do this? And ultimately, if, if they have to ask that but they don't understand the wavelength that you're on anyway. Because when you're talking to the right people and you're around the right people, they're going to support that type of decision and that type of growth. So that's a good challenge for yourself. If your friends are asking you that question, maybe you need some new friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and dude, I don't know why it works this way, but like you get your first $250 cash flow check from one rental and your brain opens up. You're like, wait a minute. If I could do this once, I can do it twice. If I can do it twice, I can do it three times. And then your brain just starts seeing new possibilities. It's crazy. It's absolutely wild how much, how often you see opportunities. Like you, you kind of have to stop yourself from, from doing other things and kind of trying to stay focused on one thing. I'm sure after you, after you created your first, uh, your, after you got your first check, your first cash flow check, that first passive income, you probably looked around like, oh, well, I can do this kind of business. I can do this kind of business. I can do this. And you see it in, in your brain starts to figure out how you can do all these things. It's so wild. And you kind of got to keep yourself focused, but uh, you're 100% right. And, and I'm sure you probably have those conversations with some other friends who may not think like you do, right? So you're seeing all these opportunities around you and you're like, and, and they're asking you like, how are you doing that? You know, how, how, how? I don't understand how your brain works, you know? So um, I, I think that's that's 100% true. Um, your first, the first time you start building cash flow, you start getting that passive income, your mind just switches. It just literally changes. So, um, yeah. So the um, talk about just a, a little bit your military experience, right? So how, how, have you been able, how have you been able to take some of what you've learned in the military and kind of, um, use that to, to your new business, to cash flow tactics. I mean, you have a whole, your whole entire, uh, team, I believe is our veterans, correct? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, I hired, uh, my project manager, my right hand man, uh, Connor. He's a, he's a grad too. He's a West Point guy. Nice. So how, how has your military experience helped you in your, in your business, in the business world? I just, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. <laughs> So my roommate at West Point, Scotty Alpaw, he's an awesome dude. And he's some, he's some big baller on Wall Street now. And um, he, hurt his, he got hurt in Iraq. And so he went home before, before me, right? So Bear Stearns go down. I'm getting, the market's tanking. I'm nervous about getting out, right? And he just starts laughing at me. And he's like, dude, compared to the Army, everybody in the real world's lazy. You're going to kill it out here. <laughs> Well, that right there is just like, you know, uh, and it's weird. Like I was a medical salesman for eight years, right? And this is, uh, I had a mentor in medical sales. He was a Marine recon guy. And like, I love this man. He was awesome. But he's like, every time he'd see me like, Jimmy, you son of a bitch. Like I look in the mirror and I'm your age. Like what is going, what the hell happened to me? <laughs> But like he still, he was a 55 year old man. He still saw himself as a Marine recon guy when he was expecting to see that guy in the mirror when he looked in the mirror, right? And now that like I hit 40, I still, you know, I think I'm going to see that crazy 25 year old bastard. And, and it's like, I don't, I would spend more time as a medical salesman, but I don't think of myself as a medical sales guy. It's like, I think of myself as a soldier and a real estate guy. But so, and I, you know, it's weird. We've all been through some shit and you, it stays with you. 
And I think that's one of the biggest things about the military is it's something about the military instills a type of work ethic, a type of discipline, but a type of mindset above all where, you know, that, that comment where your, your buddy said, you know, compared to, to the people in the military, civilians are lazy. Not all civilians are lazy. I know. And Jimmy's an asshole and he offended everyone, but whatever. I'm a veteran's podcast. I can say what I want. Yeah, you can say what you want, man. But, and, you know, when you put typically, you know, a, an average Joe Blow service member and an average Joe Blow civilian, nine times out of 10, my money's on that service member because he knows how to grit just a little bit yeah. harder than the other person. Because like you said, we've all been through some stuff, right? So I, I think that's super important. And, and for every veteran service member, active duty, regard, reservist, whoever is listening, just understand that you have a lot more tools in your toolbox than you give yourself credit for. Yeah, you have a, you have a sixth gear for yes. sure. Like I, cause I can say to myself like, damn it, this sucks. But you know what? It's not as shitty as Dahlonega. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it's not skittier than Iraq. I can figure yeah. this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And so, so wrapping it up a little bit, right? So, if you could give one piece of advice to someone out there that wants to do what you're doing or is trying to get into the real estate uh, game, what would that piece of advice be? Uh, eliminate your risk of ruin and then just fail fast. Why right. fail fast? that's the only way you're going to learn. Oh, get the principles book. Yeah. Can we watch this on video? Get that hero's journey picture. You know what I'm talking about? The no, hero's I... journey picture in the book. Yeah. 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 You got to get into that abyss. And like, you know, I'm as, I'm as big a little bitch as anybody else. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. But like that part of that hero's journey is, dude, you got to go to the abyss and learn so you can bring the boon back to the rest of the game. So, fail fast, fail, fail fast, fail forward, right? Yeah, I was reading, I was listening to that audiobook running last 4th of July. And like, dude, when he took you through that graphic, I had to stop. And like, that blew me away. But just like, because the other thing about real estate is you're not going to ruin yourself financially with it unless you're really stupid. But that, that right there. Oh, there you go. For all those watching on YouTube right now, and I got the, the hero's journey up here, what he's talking about. The uh, shows you where the abyss is at and basically shows you how to learn to be successful, right? So it's a, it's a pretty pretty cool graphic. It's pretty, uh, this is a, just an all-around self, book. always being like, oh, Jimmy, just stay where you're at. Be comfortable. Don't, don't go back to the abyss. It sucks there. Don't do that. But my higher self is like, get your fucking ass down there and figure this out. Yep. And that's also that inner monologue right there that just came out. That's where I will always be indebted to the military for that. You're no right about speaks, that. No one speaks like that in the real world. That that's so true. There's so many times where you'll be, you know, it'd be freezing cold, soaking wet. Your your MRE's already gone. You're thinking, hey, I got you know whatever it is, two more weeks out here, six more months out here, whatever it is, and you tell yourself, hey, suck it up. Suck it up because it's more than it's not just about you. It's about everybody else out here. Suck it up. Get it done. So yeah, I agree where, with you. Where else can you learn that? Yep. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. hey Jimmy, um, how can our how can our listeners uh find you, find out more about you and uh cash flow tactics? Oh my Instagram, you gotta like, you gotta, IG. You gotta like everything I do on Instagram. All yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my self-esteem goes away. Um uh, we got the Rise Up Live Free podcast. If you want to check that out, check out our uh, Facebook group. 
at Cashflow Tactics. We got a five-day financial challenge where you can get, you know, get your personal income statement straight. Um, and then uh, I'm on Facebook at Jimmy Vreeland. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, so thanks so much. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, you dropped some serious, serious, serious knowledge. Um, Mike, you got anything? No, I greatly appreciate you coming out, Jimmy, and, and sharing all that valuable insight, especially about the, uh, the foundational triangle, about yeah. that triangle. And just everybody, I challenge you all to go out there, use the tools that Jimmy set forth, and just really reevaluate your financial situation as a whole. Hey, definitely. So the last thing I'm going to put out is um, make sure to come out, make sure to, to <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the like, hit the subscribe, you know, go check out everything Jimmy's got as well. Check out that cash flow tactics um, channel as well. Um, if you're listening to it on podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, last piece, we do have the military cash flow Facebook group. If you want to come in and join, you can see a bunch of, we got like a little over 300 service members on there that are all real estate investors. We'd love to help you out. We're all about growth here. Um, definitely go check out Jimmy's as well. He's got the, uh, the cash flow tactics, Facebook group. So make sure to check those and join, join both of those groups. And, uh, you'll see us all in there for the most part. If you got any questions, type it up and we will help you out. Thanks guys. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, this is Dan Wayne, Mike, Mike Glassby. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs>